Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just praise you and magnify thy most glorious name, O Lord God. This is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice, O Lord God, and be oh so glad in it, O Lord. We thank you so much for another beautiful day of life, O Lord God. And as we've gathered here today to partake of your word, O Lord, we pray that Holy Spirit will minister to us in his own special way, O Lord God, because only you know the needs, only you know the desires, only you know what's going on in all of our lives, O oh Lord God. So we pray that you will minister to us in your own special way. Speak to us, O oh Lord God, as we have come here to hear your word. We thank you, Lord God, and we praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, like I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. I've come to share some good news with you today, and uh, we all like to have good news. Uh, the Lord knows we need some good news with all that's going on. Um, and we all know that God loves us and is shaping our present and our future lives. God is always in there working for us and, 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 and shaping us to bring us to where he wants us to be, you know. And uh, make no mistake about it, you know, just because things may not be going quite the way you want them to be, God is there. But the good news that I'm going to bring you today, that I want to bring you today, is that God is going to continue to do good things in your life, okay? He's going to continue to do good things. Some of us have experienced some breakthroughs. Some of us have experienced some wonderful things happening. Some things that we've been praying for are, uh, have been coming through. and We've been blessed in many different ways and so forth. And then there are still many of us that are still waiting, perhaps, okay? But God will continue to do good things. And even while you're waiting, he will sustain you. He will bring you through whatever it is that you're going through, okay? But the good news is, is that God continues to do new things in our lives and always stand on that and, 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 and expect that God is going to do a new thing uh, in your life. Right now, as I am speaking to you this very moment, God is looking at your life. He's looking at the, the length and the breadth of your life. And he's thinking about what it is that he can do to bring you to where he wants you to be. He wants you to know that because of his love for you, that he is indeed working for you and that he's going to do a new thing in your life, okay? All right, rest assured he's going to do a new thing, you know? This is a time for us not to, to become uh, complacent, you know, and just kind of fall back and, and collapse and fold like a cheap suit, I always say, you know? But it's time for us to be bold and to stand strong because God is going to do a new thing as you, in your life. And right now, again, as I said, as we speak, this very moment, God is shaping and molding and planning for you. So just hang on and, and, and know that the good news, the good news is that God is going to continue to do a good, uh, a good new thing in your life as this year continues to unfold. Amen. And it's a, it's a continuing, you know, continuing process. You know, um, many times we feel or we may feel that we've reached a pinnacle or we've reached a plateau in our lives and that God has blessed us and like, you know, where to from here, you know, and then many times when we reach that plateau, sometimes the bottom will fall out, you know, and it seems like, oh boy, here we go. There's something else. I'm kind of like going backwards. Here we go again. And something else, as something else comes into your life. Amen. But rest assured that even as that new thing comes into your life, 
that God is going to do a new thing that is going to be beneficial for you. Amen. So you just need to hold on to that promise and keep it closely, closely guarded within your spirit. Amen. As always, let's go to the word of God and see what the word of God has to say about it. And we want to go to Isaiah, Isaiah 42, chapter 5. Okay. Isaiah 42, uh, chapter 5. Okay. Isaiah 42, now would be a good time to pause and say, if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit the pause button on this uh, podcast and run and get your Bible and uh, come back and join us. You know, as I always say, it's important that you read the Word of God along with me so that you can see and hear what the Word of God is saying for yourself. So you know that I'm not dreaming these things up. And then besides that, as you read and hear the Word of God, it helps it to get deep down within your spirit. So that it becomes a part of your life. It's more than just a passing thing where you're just simply hearing the words. But you're also reading it and helping to get it locked in. Okay? Amen. So uh, chapter 42, verse number... Uh, chapter Isaiah 42, verse number 5. Thus saith the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth, that which cometh out of, out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. Okay, so let's pause here for a moment to realize, first of all, I mean, these opening scriptures, I want you to fully realize that the scriptures that we're reading were breathed, breathed out by God himself. Okay, it was Holy Spirit that in, inspired these men to write these scriptures. So God is telling us here, thus saith the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spreads forth the earth, that which cometh out of it, he that gives breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. Okay, so the words that we are about to read, I want you to clearly and fully understand, this is the word of God. These are the words of God. And this is not some God that man has created. You know, it's not some graven images. It's not some saint that man has ordained to be a saint. This is God himself, okay? And he is speaking forth these words, all right? So if you can believe anything at all, anything at all, that you're hearing in this message. First of all, believe that these are God's words, okay? And that it is not something that I or any other man is saying to you. This is God. It's the one who created the heavens and stretched them out. Amen? Amen? It continues in verse number six. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. Amen. Amen. So he's saying, I, the Lord, I have called thee in righteousness. God has called you in righteousness. Okay. You need to personalize these scriptures. Take them and mean that and know that they are indeed for you. You know, take them and know that they are for you. It says that, that I, I, the Lord, I have called thee in righteousness and I will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes. Please underline that. To open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house, okay? Now, he's saying that that, that, that uh, he's called thee, thee by name, you know, because you, you're righteous, and that he's also come to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners uh, from the prison. Do you know that before, before you came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you were blind, you were spiritually blind? Amen. There are many out there in the world today that are indeed spiritually blind. There are many that are in government that are, in, that are spiritually blind. There are many that are leading this nation, leading your neighborhood, leading your community, leading your state, leading your country if you're not in the United States. There are many people that are in leadership positions that are spiritually blind. 
because they simply can't know the truth. They simply don't know the truth of the living God. So therefore, they're blinded from the realities of life. And the realities of life, of life are the spiritual realities of life because the spiritual realities of life are far more real than the physical realities of, the life, of life, okay? But the problem is that these many people that are spiritually blind, they don't see, they don't understand what God is talking about, the things about life that are really, really, really important, okay? All right, okay? So this is what it says here, that to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison. You know, before you knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you were in prison. You were in, in prison. You were being held captive by, by all of Satan's fears that he put into your life. You were being held captive by all of the concerns that you were carrying around, all of the worries, all of the anxieties. You were being held captive to those things, you know. And if you're being, if, if you're experiencing fears and, and anxieties and worries right now, you know, you're letting yourself be held captive by Satan, okay? Because Jesus Christ set us free from all of that, okay? So we've been we've been set free from the prison of the um, uh, of, of the unsaved life. Okay, your eyes were open, so you are no longer spiritually blind. Amen. Verse seven again: to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and set and uh, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Okay, those that are sitting in darkness, God can bring you out of out of the prison house. Okay, and as those of us who were sitting in darkness in the prison house, God has set us free from that. God has set us free from prison. He's made us free. Jesus Christ, you know, you know I will make you free indeed. You know, so therefore we are no longer in the prison house. Verse 8 says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. All right, please highlight all of that. I am the Lord. God is saying, remember, he is God. He is Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything that is in between. He is God. He is God. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another. Okay? Don't be mistaken, saint, saint of God. You know, you can't be glorifying anyone else or anything else in your life besides God. Okay? If you're not glorifying God, you're making a very, 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 very serious mistake. Okay, God says that he will not give his glory to another. He says, neither my praise to graven images. Okay, so we can't be praying to graven images. Graven images are those little idols <laughs> that some people have sitting on their dashboards in their car or maybe somewhere around the house are praying to little beautiful figurines of angels and things like that. Okay, we don't pray and give glory to anything besides God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to say something that may be a shock to some people people listening to here, here, but we don't pray to Mary, okay, okay, God said that she was a blessed woman, okay, she was a blessed woman and everything, but she is not God, she is not Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ said to pray to the Father in his name, and that is to whom we pray and none other, we don't give the glory to anyone else or anything else in this universe, okay, okay, no other man, no other, to no, definitely to no, no graven images, amen, amen, I am the Lord, and uh, I am the Lord, that is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass. The former things are come to pass and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Okay, so God is saying right here, listen to what he's saying. Behold, the former things are come to pass. Forget about the past things in your life. What you did in the past, what you were in the past, who you were in the past, 
um, um, things that you may have done in the past, okay, you know, wrong things that you have done, okay, forget about it, that is past. Don't let the devil beat you about the shoulders and everything, something that you did back last week or something that you did back in, you know, you know, you know, 40 years ago or 20 years ago, depending on how old you are, okay, don't let the, because the devil will bring those old images back to you. Okay, oh, the, I mean, you know, it's happened to me. I'll have an, an idle moment or something like that, especially if you're traveling. You know, I used to commute a lot on the trains and things, and you kind of have an idle moment that you're kind of looking out the window and you're kind of just daydreaming, if you will. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, a thought will come back, a vision, a picture of something that you were involved in, you know, 20 years ago. And, and, and those visions come back to you in, in technical. I mean, you can down to the color shirt you had on, where you were, and the whole thing like that. You know, and, and those, those are those images. Images that the devil tries to pop into your mind to keep you off of what God is doing with you now in the present and where God is going to have you into the future. The devil would have you to dwell on the past. Forget about the past. Once you've come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are created anew. Okay, God is not looking at the past. Okay, so he says here, uh, he says here, behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare. God says that he is declaring new things in your life. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So God is saying to you that before those new things even spring forth in your life, God is telling you today, God is telling you this moment that you're listening to this sermon, God is telling you that he's doing a new thing in your life. And he's telling it to you before it even comes to pass. So this is an expectation. This is God. And what God is this? This is the God that said to you, verse 5, Thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out. This is the God who's telling you that he, in verse number 9, is saying, Behold, the former things are come to pass. New things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Amen. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Amen. Amen. So here he's saying that you can expect that new things are going to happen in your life. Okay. All right. If you've had a new thing happen in your life, if you've been blessed by a new job, if you've been blessed by a new opportunity or something wondrous has happened, you know, that's not the end for you, say. That's not the end. God will continually do these new things. Amen. So when the devil tries to say, okay, yeah, you got this blessing. Now you're done. You're at a standstill. No, 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 no. Don't accept that. Don't accept that. Our God is a God of new things. All right? He has your future in his hand. He knows where you are today and he knows where he wants to get you to. Amen. Amen. So as that process is, is drawn out and it may feel like it's drawn out to you, but at the time that it's being, it feels drawn out to you. God is behind the scenes and he's working. He's working, okay? You know, it's almost like a, you know, not to do to just um, or, uh, put down God's plan as, as a game, okay? But if you play chess, you know how you have to strategically move pieces on that board to get that king to where you would have it to be. Amen. Well, God in your life is strategically moving things around in your life. God is strategically removing people, circumstances, instances, uh, events that will get you to where he wants to have you to, to be. Amen. Amen. There may be an obstacle that is standing in your way that you are not even aware of. You don't have the faintest idea that's going, it's going on. Okay. But God knows. So God will, will work and remove that obstacle in his time out of the way so that he can get you to where he wants you to be. Amen. Amen. So you have to remember these things. Don't be looking back at the past. Forget about the past. It's done. God is saying that, that he's doing a new thing. He's, he declares it. And he said that before they spring forth, I tell you of them. 
So he's telling you today, before they actually happen in your life, that a new thing is going to come to pass. Amen? A new thing. If you've got financial issues, you've got medical issues, you know, health issues, whatever it is that's going on, a uh, uh, God will indeed bring you there. Okay? If you've got financial issues, uh, you, you know, that are preventing you from giving to him the way the, way the word of God says to give to him, um, then, then he's going to fix that also. Just, just as, 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 as an aside, um, that, that there are some of us who tend to forget that we are required to give. Malachi three chapter, Malachi three, okay, Malachi three ten talks a lot about that. Would you rob? Would you rob God, etc. If you want to be blessed and you've got issues in your life going on, and God is wanting to do these new things in your life, make sure that you are still holding up His requirements. Amen. Amen. It, it, you know, wherever you are being spiritually fed by the word, that's where you need to tithe. Amen. And, and pray about it. You know, pray about it. Okay. There's not a message on tithing, but it's being planted in my spirit here as, as God is doing these new things to make sure that we are indeed doing what God is wanting us to do. Amen. 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 Because God is saying that he's going to do a new thing and is doing a new thing in your life does not relieve us from our responsibility of sticking to his word, obeying his commandments. Okay. And giving to God is one of them. Amen. So if you want to continue to be blessed, you know, then you, you know, make sure you get right with God, so to speak, and, 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 and do what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. Because God, our God is a very patient God. He's a very patient God. Amen. Amen. But you do not want to incur his wrath by being disobedient to his word. Amen. So as God continues to work on doing this new thing in your life, you know, you need to make sure that you're doing right by him. Amen. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 42, God speaks to his people and declares that these new things are going to be before they even happen. You know, and now this has been a challenging year, a challenging time for all of us. And we all are ready and we're all waiting for something to happen in our lives. And all of us feel the, the, the pressure building, so to speak. There are so many things being foisted upon us. You know, there are so many demands, so many mandates and this and that, you know, and it impacts all of our lives so differently. But however these things of life are impacting you, God is going to bring you to a place where something new is going to happen. So look forward with some joy, knowing that things are not going to remain the way that they have been. Okay, we need changes and those changes may be coming soon. But most importantly, those new things are going to be coming to your life. I want you to personalize it for yourself. If you're tired of the old things and the old life, then stop thinking and stop speaking of the old things and the old life, as I said before. Stop thinking about them and, 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 and stop talking about them. You know, stop reminiscing over those old things. You want new things to be done in your life, then start speaking some new things. Change the way you're talking. Change the way that you're speaking. Amen. Amen. Are you always confessing negativity? Are you always thinking back, well, gee whiz, I failed before? You know? <laughs> I, I remember, I, as a little confession, yeah, I, I remember when I first moved to this state, and you know, I've, I've been driving since, since I was, what, 16 years old, I guess, and we moved to this new state, and I had to get a new driver's license, and, uh, you know, I went into the DMV here in the state, and 
and I was kind of cocky about it. You know, do you want a book to study? No, I can, I can study. I, I don't mean I've had a license for X number of years. I've been driving, blah, 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 you know. And forgetting that I moved from New York, the East Coast, here to the Pacific Northwest, and things are a little bit different. You know, generally the rules of driving are the same. Amen. But they had some questions on that exam about what do you do if you're driving behind a horse and things like that. Long story short, I failed that test. <laughs> I failed the test. Amen. Amen. And boy, I dwelled on that. I dwelled on that. Oh, gee, I was totally crushed. You know, I dwelled on it. I dwelled on it. You know, then the Spirit of God said, I'm going to quicken your mind. I'm going to give you the, give you the thoughts. I'm going to get you through this next time that you take it. Stop thinking about the time that I failed, you know, because what would happen is every time I sat down to study, you know, the new driver's manual, I start thinking back to, where, to how I failed, okay? God is telling you, stop looking back on how you failed. Don't look, don't look anymore about how you failed, okay? okay? I don't care how many, what your, what your life has been like, you know, con concerning relationships or whatever it has been, your, your children, you know, your bosses, your co-workers or whatever it may have been, your jobs, you know, stop looking back on that. Stop looking back on any failures that you've had before, okay? Because if you dwell on those failures, you cannot move forward. You cannot move forward. And, and, and what happens, saying of God, is that when you start dwelling on those, on those failures, then you're opening yourself to be beat about the head by the devil, okay? Because then he puts in more fears and more worries about your ability to go forward, okay? okay? He starts saying to you, you see, because you failed before, you are going to fail again. Okay, you you can't go through the same thing all over again. What makes you think that 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 you're going to be any better than you were the last time around that you tried to do this particular thing or you tried to live through this experience? What makes you think you're going to be any better? Okay, well God is saying expect a new thing. Okay, He says I'm telling you about it before it even happens. That's what His Word says. I'm telling you before it even happens to expect a new thing. So that's what you need to do. Okay, okay. God is continually, continually working on us. You know, we are, are you know, he's the potter and we are the clay, as the word of God says. He's the potter and we are the clay. And, and God is constantly always shaping us and, he, and he's molding us. You know, you may have heard me talk about this before when I was in, I remember it was junior high or high school. I had a pottery class and, and uh, I remember in, in preparing that clay, we had to take that lump of clay and slice it and, and, and take out the impurities and slice it again and shape it and mold it, take out the impurities. And then because there'd be little pieces of rock and stuff in it and take out those impurities. Because if you don't take those impurities out, when you start forming whatever it is that you're going to form, be it an ashtray, a vessel, a vase or whatever, it won't be able to withstand the heat when you put it in the kiln. So you have to make sure that the clay is as pure as possible. Amen. So that's what God does with us. He's the potter and we are the clay. Amen. Amen. The times that you're going through these uh, tribulations and these challenges, God is shaping you and he's molding you. Okay. He's slicing you, so to speak, and opening you up and taking out all of those impurities, those rocks and stones and things that would be there that would hinder you from becoming the vessel that he wants you to be. Okay. Okay, he, he, he takes out the, that junk that makes us so that we can be a, be a vessel ready for the outpouring of the Spirit of God in us, amen, so that we can do his work and so that we can go forward and glorify his name, okay? We can't glorify his name if we're a, a, a vase <laughs> that's got holes in it and, and, and can't stand up and lean to the side and got a lot of bumps and a lot of imperfections in us, okay? So God wants to take out those impurities in our lives. Okay, and sometimes, you know, okay, sometimes that may take some time, but God is constantly working on you, okay, and he's already said that he's going to do a new thing, 
Okay, okay. So I, I don't know how long that may be relative to your particular circumstance. Amen. But you can certainly go to God and God will get more personal with you and he will guide you and give you instructions and directions on what he wants you to do relative to your, your particular situation. But just go forward knowing that God is going to do a new thing because he said it. Okay. And he says that, he said that in, in verse number nine, before they spring forth, I will tell you, of, I tell you of them. Okay. So he's saying before this thing happens in your life, God, is saying to you today, now, as you're listening to this, God is saying that he's doing a new thing, okay? And he's going to continue doing that new thing, okay? So it's so much better for us to repeat um, on a daily basis some positive confessions, you know? you know, We need to make sure that we, we find out what the word of God promises. We need to make sure that we don't let the devil push us around, you know, with fear, worry, and anxiety, amen? And instead of saying nothing will ever change, okay? Okay, and many people I know even say that. I mean, they get up and say, "Oh well, this is another day," you know. Especially Mondays, you know, they, the people call it Blue Monday. Okay, I don't have those words in my vocabulary. Okay, Monday is just as beautiful as any other day of the week. Okay, Monday is a day that the Lord has made. You wake up in the morning, thank you, Lord God, you've given me another beautiful day of life. And as you plant your feet on that on that floor, into your slippers or barefoot or whatever you may do, as you're getting out of bed, you thank God this is another day of life. Okay, and and it's not going to be a day just like it was yesterday. Okay, some people get oh this is Blue Monday. Some things never change. Oh boy, I got to go into work. You know, I got to see my co-worker Jim, got to see my co-worker Sally, I got to see my boss and this and that's going to, you know, some things never change. Well, you can't live your life like that, saint of God, okay? Every single day of life, every single day of life that the Lord gives you is a new adventure, okay? It's a new adventure, amen? And why do I call it an adventure? Because it's exactly that. You do not really know what the day is going to bring, Amen. You know what your intentions are. Okay, like you got to go to work. Okay, you got to get in the car, take the bus, train, whatever it is that you do. You know you got to go to work, but you don't know the length and breadth and all the details of that particular day. So it is indeed an adventure. Okay. So when you get up in the morning, don't start saying, "Oh boy, it's the same old thing." You know, nothing's going to ever change because God is saying He's doing going to do a new thing. That particular day that you're getting up might be the day, just might be the day that the thing, that new thing that God is doing in your life may all of a sudden start materializing, okay? Okay, and that could be the day, amen? So you wake up and you say, thank God, like I always say, this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be oh so glad in it because it's a new adventure. This is the adventure that the Lord has made. Be thankful, rejoice, and be glad in it, amen, amen? This could be the very day. Okay, tomorrow could be the very day. The next day could be the very day. So never start saying, gee, this is the same old nonsense, you know, and it's the same as it was. And this Monday is going to be just like it was, you know, you know, last Monday, you know. And people who have those expressions, by the way, oh, this is Blue Monday. I dare say they have a Blue Tuesday, a Blue Wednesday, a Blue Thursday, and every single day of the week is blue to them. Because they have no great expectations that God is there working for them and working in them to guide them to where they want to be. Amen. So stop confessing the negative things, you know, and stop saying nothing will ever change and start confessing the fact that God is doing a new thing in my life. God is doing a new, new thing in my life and I will receive it with expectation and joy. Okay, start confessing that. Stop saying nothing will ever change. Oh, this is a blue Monday. You, 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 know, you know, start saying, gee, this is, a, this is a new day and God is doing something wonderful in my life. And I'm going to look forward to it with, uh, with expectation. 
Okay, it's much better to repeat on a daily basis, or maybe even several times a day if needed. You know, you know, you know, when you're feeling down, to to, to confess the fact that God is doing a new thing. Repeat God's words to yourself. Okay, repeat God's and, and repeat this to yourself before they spring forth. Verse nine. I saw from the beginning of verse nine. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Repeat that. Repeat that. God is doing a new thing. New things I do declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Okay? So God is letting you know. Heads up. Here's a heads up. I'm telling you. Okay? Okay? Here's a heads up. I'm telling you in advance. I'm going to do a new thing. Okay? Not me saying it. It's not Pastor Mike saying it. The Word of God is saying it. God himself is saying it to you. So stop confessing with the negative things. Amen? It's so much better when we say God's Word in anticipation of the new thing. He says he's going to do. It's so much better because therefore it gets it down deeply into your spirit. Remember, unlike the words of man, God's word is eternal and true. Okay, it does not return to him void. Okay, unlike man, God's words are eternal and true. Man makes promises all the time. You know, people will make promises in your life. People may have good intentions for you and uh, 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 towards you in the things that they say and the things that they hope to do, you know. But all things being equal, man is man. Man is man, you know, and he cannot control the future. Someone may have a good a good uh, intention towards you, but something just may happen that may prevent that person from doing whatever that good thing is he wants to do. But that's, that's not God. God is not a man that he should lie. And God's word cannot return unto him void. If he said this is what he's going to do, then rest assured this is what God is going to do. And you can take that to the bank, okay? The trouble is, do you believe it? The trouble is, do you believe it? Do you believe that what you're reading, do you believe that what I'm hearing, that what you're hearing me say, which is based on the word of God, do you believe that it's true? Amen, amen, amen. And if you don't believe that it's true, then that's a problem right there because then you need to, which is a whole other sermon, a whole other sermon here, but you need to, 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 to uh, think about your faith. You need to pray about your faith. You need to pray about do you who do you really believe that God is? Do you believe that God is indeed God? Amen. 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 So, so so I say to you again today, you know, rest assured that God is indeed going to do a new thing. Okay? Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Amen. If we go to uh 46 uh 42, I'm sorry, Isaiah, Isaiah 42, and go to verse number 16. Okay, and it says, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. Okay, 42 verse 16. I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths before that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Okay, so God is not going to going to forsake you. You know, you know, if you're feeling that you are you are blind and whatnot, and maybe you you are still blind to some of the things that that God talks about in His Word. You know, maybe you haven't been spiritually really deeply spiritually enlightened to what God is saying by His uh, in His Word. But it says, "I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not." So God may be taking you to a place that you knew not that you haven't been before. In other words, God may be giving you some new experiences. God may be bringing you to a place where you will experience such different things that it won't be the same as it was before. Okay? But don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay? This may be some new road for you to be traveling. All right? which, should, which should be a source of excitement because if you're going on a new adventure with God, there certainly is nothing that you can worry about. There's nothing that you should be worrying about. 
Amen. Amen. I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. Okay. So there may be something in your life which you should be really be excited about saying of God. God may be taking you down a path where you haven't gone before, a place that you have not known. Okay, all right. Have you ever gone on vacation, you know, and you know, and, and, and you go to a place where you haven't been before and how, how exciting that can be? New surroundings, new events, new things to do. Okay. Well, this new thing that God is going to do in your life could very well be something entirely new to you. Okay. Pray on that, grasp that. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. Okay, okay. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. If you feel like you're in the dark right now because of the way that, the way that your life is going, God's going to illuminate your life. He's going to bring light to that darkness that is there. Okay, okay, and darkness cannot remain where there is light. It simply can't, you know. Well, a simple experiment I always talk about, you know, go into a room, you know, your bathroom, you know, usually a small bathroom doesn't have windows, amen, but you go in there and you, you are, are close the door, you know, close the door, alrighty, and, and turn off the lights, okay. And of course, there's total darkness. If you've got some light seeping in under the door, roll up a towel and put it there. But the minute you flick on that light switch, boom, the light is gone, the darkness is gone. The darkness is gone. This isn't something that is a gradual thing, okay? The darkness is gone, okay? So what God is saying here is that I will make darkness, I, I will make darkness light before them. So if you've got that darkness in your life, God is going to illuminate your life. He's going to shine light into your life, okay? Which will take away, you know, chase away that darkness. It will eradicate that darkness, okay? And it says, then crooked things straight. You know, and crooked things, you know, when your life is, is all a, a turmoil and a tiz, you know, you're kind of, it's like you're, you're wandering through your life in a crooked pattern, you know, you're back and forth, it's like you're just wandering. God is saying, hey, I'm going to give you a straight path from point A to point B. Amen. There won't be any wandering. There won't be any deviation. There won't be, oh, what should I do here? What should I do there? Where should I go next? There'll be a straight path. God will do a new thing. He's going to take that darkness out of your light and he's going to break this, take your path and make it straight to where he wants you to be. Okay, you won't be fumbling around, groping in the darkness. You know, we've all been in power outages. We've had blackouts and so forth like that. And when it first hits, if you don't happen to have your flashlight right next to you, you know, or your phone to use the, the light in your phone, the flashlight in your phone, then you got to get to where your flashlight is. You're kind of groping through the darkness. Okay, even when you're in the familiar, the familiar settings of your home. Okay. You're kind of groping if you're in total darkness. You're kind of groping to get there. Amen. Well, your life is going to change. If you're feeling like, if you're, feeling like you're groping through darkness now, God's going to bring some illumination. He's going to bring some light. But you won't be just wandering, bumping into walls, bumping into obstacles as you go forth, you know. Many times in life, people will say, oh, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll, you know, and you're kind of experimenting. You're wandering. That's what you're doing. You're wandering. Okay, if you're not going where God is wanting to go, then yes, you're going to wander. You're going to bump into walls. You're going to bump into rocks. You're going to bump into into obstacles. All right. But if you take God at His word and start confessing that God is doing a new thing in my life, and He's letting me know in advance today, you take that to the bank and you put it in your heart and you you live by that, then you'll find that you you're not bumping into obstacles. Okay, you're not just wandering because Holy Spirit will guide you every single step of the way. Amen. He continues and says, um, uh, these things will I do unto them and not forsake them. God is not going to forsake you, no matter what you may feel or think, you know. And the devil is so good at getting in there and telling you, you see, God doesn't care. God doesn't love you. Look what he's done. He's forsaken you. 
He's left you to fend for yourself. That's not true. That's a lie spawned in the pit of hell. Amen? That's not true at all. Amen? Amen. God is there. God has said many, many times in his word, be strong, be, strong, be courageous, be bold, for I, the Lord thy God, am with thee. Amen? All throughout Joshua 1, you know, be bold and be strong, be of good courage, for I, the Lord thy God, am with thee. Okay? So he's with you. All right? It may not feel like it. Okay? But see, but we don't walk by, 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 by uh, uh, sight. We walk by faith. And you, you know, so therefore, you, you don't feel. We don't walk by our feelings. Okay, we don't walk by what we see in the natural realm. We walk by what God is telling us in the spiritual realm, where His Word blossoms forth and brings life into the physical realm, into your physical existence. Amen. That's the difference between you being a born again believer, between you being a, a believer in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior, that's the different difference between you and the non-believer, the unbeliever, the, the heathen that's out there, okay? Those that are spiritually blind, the difference is that God has promised that he will not forsake you and that he will guide you every single step of the way, amen? And saying of God, there's some of us right now that are struck, struggling with some, you know, some, with some heavy things. And I'm here to tell you today, saint, that nothing is too big for God. Absolutely nothing is too big for God. I don't care what it is that you're carrying, what burden that you're carrying around right now. Lift that burden off your shoulders and cast that burden upon God. God says to cast your cares upon me. Amen. Amen. Cast them upon God and leave them there. Leave them there. God says he's continuing to do new things in your life. He's done them before and he will do it again. So I don't care what you're struggling with, saint of God. He's there to help you. He's here to bring you along. Amen. Have some faith and trust in him. Okay, okay, and then it says in verse 17, they shall be turned back, they shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images that say to the molten images, you are our gods, all right? So make sure that you're not putting your, your, your faith and your worship into graven in images, you know, or into anyone else, you know, trusting them to bring uh, to pass what God says that only he can do, amen? And, and, and I'm telling you, you know, there's something very, very dangerous in you uh, not giving God the glory, you know, we were all created to glorify, to glorify God in our lives. Amen. Amen. And frankly, if God is saying here to glorify me, okay, then that means he wants us in a position to be able to glorify him. You cannot glorify God if you're groveling, if you're crawling around on your belly, so to speak, you know, you, you know, and you're just clawing for an existence and so forth. You can't glorify God to others because your life is not is not in a position to be glorifying him. You're saying, you know, you know, you know, look, look, look at me. This is because of God, the father. OK, you can't say, look at me. This is because of God, the father, if you're crawling on your belly, you know, if you're struggling in life. You know, so God wants to bring you to a position, wants to bring you to a point where you can stand firm, you can square your shoulders and you can take a deep breath and relax with joy knowing that God is in your life, knowing that you're doing everything that you possibly can to please him, knowing that you're doing everything you possibly can to follow his commandments, to follow his rules, to follow his laws, and you're doing everything that you can. You can stand up and be bold and then God will prosper you and that is glorifying God. Because when people do ask, and people will ask you from time to time, how come you're so calm about a situation? You know, how can you, you know, you know, you know, I, we've all been in situations where people are, or many of us anyway, have been in situations where, you know, you're working for a company and there are massive layoffs, you know, but for some reason you do not get laid off, you know, and I say for some reason, it just to be, you know, facetious, so to speak, okay, but for some reason, okay, we know what that reason is, the reason is God, that's why, okay, and we do not get laid off while maybe many around us are getting laid off, 
And invariably, someone will come to you and say, aren't you worried about the state, the, 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 the current affairs of the company? People are being laid off left and right. And you say, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, they, well, how come you're not worried? You know, maybe you say, okay, you want to go to lunch? How much time do you have? And I will tell you why I'm not worried. And at that point that you meet with that person, and you tell them because you know that God is on your side. You know that if God closes one door, that he's going to open another, bigger, better door. Amen. As you're telling the, the person about your experience with God, you're relating to them that you're not worried because you know that God is on your side and that God is, is, is doing new things in my life all the time. As you're sharing that experience with them, you are glorifying God. Amen. You are glorifying God. Amen. Amen. You can't be doing that if you're groveling. You can't be doing that if you're worried as the rest of the people in that company. Amen. You're glorifying God when you start telling others, this is what God did in my life. And this is what God can do in your life if you'll just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. This is glorifying God. And that's what we were created to do was to glorify him. Amen. Amen. And in closing here, we're going to go to our chapter um, Isaiah 43. Isaiah uh, 33. I'm sorry. Isaiah. Isaiah 43. I'm trying to write and talk at the same time. Isaiah 43 and verse number one. Sorry for that little mix up there. Isaiah 43 verse number one. But now, uh, but now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. You are God's. Make no mistake of it. You belong to God. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for their life. Fear not. For I am with thee, I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. Will not, I will not say to the north, I will say to the north, give up and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Uh, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him, created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, okay. So really the operative words that I want to really focus on there in closing is 43 verse number 2. When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. No matter what it is where you feel like you may be drowning in life, don't worry. Okay, God is saying here that he'll be with you. You know, many times people say, oh, how you doing? I say, oh, man, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm just treading water. What well, God here is telling you today, when thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And uh, uh, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. So whatever you're in right now, if you feel like you're drowning, don't worry. God is not going to let you drown. He's going to bring you through this because he's with you. Okay? When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. All right? So when the heat of life starts really building up on you and you're starting to feel feel the worst and you feel like, gee, you know, the heat is just too much, remember that God is with you. 
Okay, God is with you, and he will bring you through, and, 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 and you will not be singed, not by one flame that is trying to ignite itself upon you in your life. Amen. God is indeed doing a new thing. Be patient, be bold, be strong, stand in knowing that my Lord God Jehovah is greater than anything that is in my life, and that God will indeed bring me through. Amen, amen, amen. So go forth and be blessed, uh, okay, and start confessing that God is doing a new thing in my life. They, you know, put the past to the past that's done start confessing you know today forward god is indeed doing a new thing in my life and then you just sit back and reap the benefits of what god is doing okay because god loves you amen amen praise god praise god i hope this message was a blessing to you and and if it was you know consider sending the links uh to these broadcasts these podcasts to someone that you know and the we can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net that's wwwgenesis one dot sermon dot net and in the upper right hand corner you'll see a subscribe button click on that subscribe button and you'll be automatically notified when these uh, podcasts are made available amen amen praise god let's close in prayer heavenly father we thank you so much for these words that we've received here today oh lord god and i pray that as we go forth through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us oh lord god that we shall remember these words oh lord that we shall look forward to the things that you will do in our lives, O oh Lord God, because we know that with you at the head of our lives, you are our loving God, and that you only have good things in mind for us, to have us to, to wait and to focus on you, O oh Lord God, because we know that you're doing new things in our lives. So, Heavenly Father God, we wait with, with joyful expectation to see what you will do with us, O oh Lord God, so that we may indeed glorify you. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy name. We glorify thy name. In the master's name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. Enjoy your day and enjoy your week. And remember that Jesus is Lord.